Welcome to the last week out. I'm your gracious host and captain, Mr. Chudzy Wubsy, aka Just Chad. We've got our audio engineer, world famous EDM DJ, David Slack, Big Daddy Slack. We've got Mr. Atlanta. He is our number one good guy, conversationist, intuitive, all around just amazing individual. And we have a very special guest. Very, very special guest. He's our he's our first guest of the podcast. He is the owner of a vape shop. He is a spiritual gangster of sorts. Um, and his name is Mr. Andrew Bird. So this podcast is brought to you by Sissy Art. Sissy Art is a clothing and art company. Um, you can follow them at Sissy Art mm. on Instagram. Check out some of the stuff they got going on. It's really good. T-shirts, pictures of cactuses, whatever you want. Um, you can follow Bird's Captain. Vape Shop at Esig City. Hey. Get all your vaping needs done there. Shameless plug. Mm-hmm. Shameless no plugs all the time. Um, so we have Mr. Andrew Bird in the room today. And uh, first off, I just want to say thank you for coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, big thanks. Strong thank yous. Yeah, strong thank yous all Likewise. around. Likewise. Really, really appreciate it. Likewise. Um, so we, we've got him on for a few reasons. One is uh, he understands the struggle, and that's the point of this whole thing. Not only that, um, he's just a man that I really look up to quite a bit. Oh, oh, okay. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so, so we're kind of filling it out. We're Touch filling it out. Heart. So right now, as we bring on guests, I want you guys to know that we do have a personal relationship with Bird. We do know him. I actually see him weekly. Good looking man. I know you guys can't see us right now. Um, and I think the best thing to say is that uh, our objective is just kind of hear from him, talk with him, see what's going on with him, and then uh, see where the conversation flows. So uh, I will kind of kick it off with asking you, Bird, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live in right now, what are you doing? And obviously, Chad plugged your vape business. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing for work and things like that. And then we'll kind of get into a couple of questions from you. Right on. Well, I'll tell you right now, my voice is a lot better looking than my face. <laughs> so, <laughs> Chad, I appreciate the plug, but goddamn, dude. <laughs> the uh, Yeah, thanks for having me on, y'all, for real. Yeah. Um, I'm honored to, man. I was super excited when y'all asked me to do this. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I'm living in Tempe. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, technically Mesa, but don't judge it because it's little Tempe in Mesa. It's another world over there. That's right. It's gross. That's right. <laughs> Rehab city, capital of the world. Really? So, probably not. I don't know. So, yeah, I got this little retail vape business going on. Um, you know, working on the wholesale manufacturing side, and we'll see how that goes. But I've been doing that for about four and a half years. You know, and three of those years were spent around my people, surrounded by my people. Did no. you get did you get into the vape industry because you had an ambition to help people quit smoking or was it mainly just a just a good business opportunity? Dude, it was a good business opportunity. Honestly, man, I when I was uh, you know, back in the day, dude, I used to put owning a business on the same list, like the same goals list or yeah. bucket list as being a legitimate character in an anime. You know what I mean? Which is like highly freaking unlikely when is that kind of so what do you mean like you wanted to be as you like you wanted yourself painted or you just wanted to be the voiceover for it dude i wanted to be a character like legitimate like oh, you turn man. you turn on adult swim and you go to bleach and there there i am you know fighting on the other side being that kind of shit oh my goodness and it was dude it was on the same list you know boom boom yeah so you're 50 percent there baby i'm halfway there halfway there when did you That's start like, making lists like that Oh my god, I was I was spinning when I was making lists like that. 
they weren't even really lists you know what i'm saying like i'd write it on a napkin and then it'd end up in my back pocket in the laundry or some shit that was know? a magical napkin things are things are happening off that napkin no kidding my Good life work. is based on that napkin okay i totally get it okay oh we're looking at a bunch of anime characters right now okay so look at a couple of these which one do you think that you were hoping you looked mostly like oh i would definitely be drinking the bleach for oh, sure oh okay yeah metalocalypse metalocalypse except I'd, I'd probably be pickles if i were on that show okay sure. i remember i'd probably be pickles i don't think you'd be pickles oh, i don't know pickles is pretty cool would you have been bigger you're a pretty big guy now though i guess so uh, i guess so yeah I, I grew a couple inches in the past seven years both ways laying down and standing up so that's cool oh jeez! all right all right all right all right all right Ooh. enough with that it's heating oh. up in here a little bit <laughs> so uh as far as so you run the business uh what about personal life what's going on in your personal life oh personal life man i uh dude honestly just just yesterday i uh i was just thinking to myself man i was driving back from phoenix and i was just thinking to myself i've so many things that I'm involved in and so many people that I surround myself with, you know, um, like volunteered work and like committees and boards and stuff like that, where I'm able to be of service, you know, to people is just like, it's unbelievable, man. It really is. Yeah. Um, you know, recently, probably about two months ago. Yeah. About two months ago, man, I, I went through a breakup. I was dating this girl for about two and a half years. Holy smokes. You know? Yeah. Um, and that, that was honestly one of the most difficult conversations in my life that bloomed into one of the biggest growth opportunities I've ever experienced. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just opened it up. So were you cohabitating? No, you guys no. didn't live together after two and a half years, after two and a half years, man, her and I both were still in this place where we were just so terrified to either live together, okay. you know, have a kid, get married, any of that stuff, man. So like, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's super conservative nowadays. I mean, I I've got friends who move in with girls after what one less than a year. I moved in with a girl after ninety days once. Oh my good. <laughs> that didn't end very well at Little all. Rehab romance right there. Oh no. Uh, okay, so you you just got out of a breakup. What are you doing now with uh, relationships? Like, what's your perspective on them? Are you are you on Tinder? I consider myself borderline gay now. <laughs> I would say asexual, actually. Okay, okay. So so nothing's <laughs> happening for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down south, it's just disappeared for now. It's taken a vacation. Desolate. So uh, Dry. Yeah, I look like a Ken doll, Ooh. pretty much. So so, uh, so are you using, uh, are, are, is this a good plug for uh, Balls Bomb? Balls Bomb. Balls Bomb. Yeah. That is a great plug for Balls Bomb. Okay, good. Why don't we get into that? Yeah, well, Ken. No, 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 no. We don't need to get into that. But <laughs> so right now you're just on a sabbatical or a, or a hiatus. You're taking a break from women altogether. You just kind of, uh, did you make a decision on that or is it just too hard? Is it some, some something to do with your self-esteem? Tell me what's going on. Dude, to be honest, man, after I got out of the relationship, there was a lot that came to light about, you know, how I operate in a relationship altogether. You know what I mean? No, I don't. Um, Tell me more. So, you know... I'm the kind of guy, and I've been like this forever, man. I'm 30 years old, but, you know, before this past relationship, man, my go-to was just like, get in, get out, don't talk about it, go cold, all mm. that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're talking like pretty much every female I've either got intimate with or had a relationship with, man. It's like all the same story for me. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of resurfaced in this past relationship. So, like, I think, you know, especially considering how old I am, man, I'm trying to approach how old are the you? next one. 30 years old, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm, th I'm 31. Oof. Mm. Oof. Well, so you're saying that it was in and out. What was the longest relationship that you had prior to this two and a half year relationship? Six months. Oh, man, you're not lying. Yeah. That's Holy. a long time in my yeah, book. Yeah. I what? Am, I'm an emotional teenager. <laughs> okay. Oof. I still smell like Similac. That's how emotionally <laughs> young I am. Oh. I can smell from over here. So in and out, and then you had this two and a half year relationship and right now you're on a sabbatical. That makes sense. Are you playing the field at all though? So you're not on, uh, and, and I just bring this up because uh, in our thirties, uh, people in their twenties, kind of when we look back, actually we did a practice run with one of our good friends last week and it did turn into a conversation about some of the social networking dating apps and things like that. And oh, I kind of yeah. like to talk about that because I, I've just never had the experience with it. I've never even had one. Oh my God. Don't even get into Don't it. Don't get man. into it? Oh, shit gets weird. Well, I'm married, so I know there. I'm not going to get into it. But I, <laughs> I do like to just hear people talk about it. It's like I vicariously live through them. You yeah, know? They Tell make one for it. that too. You go to AshleyMadison.com, shameless plug. What is that? So that's, dude, that's a dating app that uh, 
married women can go on to find some young pool boy penis. Do the husbands know, know about it? I, I would no. certainly hope not. No? If they did, I think that would be considered a swinger situation. They okay. recently got hacked, too, in the last year. No and kidding. a bunch of uh, people got exposed. Oh, that's actually, that's impressive, though. Someone went in there and was like, we're airing them out. They could have really extorted a lot of people. For real. That's For real. crazy. For real. No, okay. but I, I actually did, uh, I mean, previously before this relationship, man, I was all over it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was looking for something there. I was just trying to, you know, I was trying to flex the ego pretty yeah. much, you know, with that. And dude, there's, I got some weird stories about, about Tinder, but, uh, we me, don't, well, okay, do you have one in particular? Like one, one particular? really good one. If you don't, it's okay. I do. So I matched with this girl okay. right? and we didn't, so I think I sent her like one or two messages and I didn't hear from her from like four or five days. Yeah. Right. But at two 30 in the morning, one day on like a fucking Tuesday, that's the best time for a single guy to get a message. Oh yeah. That's when it's going down. You know what I mean? It's after midnight and you get a, you get a message from someone. It's like, all right, this is happening. Yeah. Right. So she sends me a message. She's like, Hey, you should come over. We should Netflix and chill as generic as that sounds. So I'm like, yeah, dude, this is going down. So I go over there. I got my rubbers on me. Right. And, uh, because I wear rubbers because I'm responsible. Good for you. Seriously. Cal- calculated I still move. smell like Similac. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. Oh, man. So I'm I'm going over here, man, and I meet up with her, and, and I get there, and she's got a freaking bottle of wine. She ain't even using the glass, dude. She's just going straight for the hole, you know? And uh, You were in danger. You walked into a dangerous situation. Oh, my God. It gets better, man. She's, she's just putting this thing down. Okay. Right, putting this thing down, and I'm trying to make a move. I'm trying to like get it over with, man. I got work in the morning, you know what I'm saying? And she's like, "No, I'm not that kind of girl. I'm not that kind of girl." I'm like, "Maybe I'm missing something here. I don't, you know, I don't know what's happening." So I'm like starting to walk out. I'm like, "Yeah, I got work in the morning. I'm just gonna go home, you know, get some rest." She's like, "No, no, 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 no. Hold up. Look on the counter. Look on the counter over there. And there's a there's a dildo stuck to the counter next to a box of condoms with like a gallon of lube." All sitting on her kitchen counter. And did you turn her and she looked at you? She's like, I'm that kind of girl. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, and where'd it go from there? So I go over to this counter, man. I start, you know, I pick this. Hold on. Before you keep going, let's keep it. Let's keep it. Not PG-13, but not not triple, triple X. How, How, where are we going right now? So basically, I grab these things. I walk back over to her and she says it again. She's like, I'm not that kind of girl. I'm like, this is getting fucking weird. Yeah, man. this is hard to read. I'm like, what? So I got I got a dildo in one hand and, and, and the condoms in the other. And oh I'm looking my. at her like, what do you want to do here? Like, I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> That's like a Mexican standoff. <laughs> straight up. Straight up. I ended up just leaving, man. No. She ended, she ended up, dude, she ran out of her apartment trying to run after me all drunk and shit. And I'm just like, I got to go, man. This is over, man. See, and this is what's no wild. You know, I hear people tell me about Tinder and I hear people tell me about Bumble. And then sometimes I'll hear people be like, well, you know, you get those people who are just so anti, you know, they're anti social media. They're anti these things. And they're like, Word. well, how are you going to tell your kids that you guys met there? It's like, you know where me and my wife met? We met smoking weed at a party. How, <laughs> how am I going to tell my kids about that? I'm, I'm going to lie. Okay. I'm going to do what everyone has to do. I'm going to lie. I'm like, <laughs> tell I saw tell them you met on Christian Mingle. You know, on Christian Mingle. Yeah, no, I'm going to tell him it's like, Jewish I saw your mom at a school and I knew right when I saw her, I knew but that's not true. I'm going to smash that. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was partly true, but I think that we were smoking weed and we both had the same taste in music. I think. And that was it. I saw you know your mom twerking. There? And in that moment, I knew. I knew. It was, I was like, love wow. at first sight. No one's ever thrown it back like that. <laughs> But that's, I mean, I think it's so silly, but I, I, I enjoy hearing about it because the situations that come from it are so sometimes volatile and, and you never know what you're going to get. It's like, who know where that girl was? I mean, look at you, you know, you were, you're just out of a two and a half year relationship. Lord forbid she comes over and you start talking about that. I mean, God, that's, a, that'd end it right there. So do you <laughs> think that you're dating and stuff? Is that direct? Uh, I know this is kind of a weird question, but are your parents, tell me about your parents. Were your parents married? Yeah, absolutely. You're a product of step, step parents? Or no, man, honestly, man. So I was grown up in one. I, I mean, you couldn't really imagine a better household, man. We're talking like middle class, you know, white picket fence, um, you know, 2.3 kids, all that, all that jazz. You know what I'm saying? We had one dog, 
boy and a girl, two years apart. Mm-hmm. You know, parents were married, I think, 20 years before my pops passed away, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they never fought. We never we never saw them fought once, you know? No kidding. If they ever got in a fight, man, they would literally, they'd exchange some words. They'd leave, you know, they'd leave the house each for like 20, 30 minutes and come back and make amends, you know? Just that, great that role models. Straight up. That is beautiful, yeah. dude. Holy smokes. How, I don't know are where you the hell older? I came from, yeah, but. Well, and and older or younger? Are you are you the oldest or youngest? I'm sibling? the youngest. Okay. Yeah. That's My true. sister's 2 years older, so Where's she at? So, she lives in San Diego, man. She's got her own diving business. She's she, a, uh, is she the more successful one? Oh yeah, for sure. Seriously? Yeah. You run a business. <laughs> Yo, she she did a she did an undergrad degree in like 3 years, man. She killed it. No you know kidding. I mean? Straight A's 4.2. How's your guys' you know, relationship? Do you guys talk? We do, man. How we often? Do. So I'd probably say, t- you know, once, twice a week. I hit her up. I'll either text her or whatever. But, dude, she's out on a boat for 12 hours a day. You know what I'm saying? And uh, she won't be able to have any service. So, like, if I call her, man, I'll wait a couple of days before she gets back to me, that kind of thing. But she does, like, a bunch of research underwater. Like, she's studying marine life and stuff like that. She's doing what she loves. Trying to make an impact. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Super cool. Man, I would hate my sister if she was that successful. That's rough. <laughs> for real, man. <laughs> she sounds like a really, really good person. Dude, I was a problem child. Yeah, you were. Sure. Look at you. You're on Tinder going, holding dildos and condoms. You're a real mess. Oh, Meanwhile, what's she doing? Two fish. Bottoms. Fish in each hand. <laughs> Just out there saving them, reviving them underwater. Yeah. That's nuts. Five-year relationships. Okay, so, and a lot of this podcast ideology was to kind of come around and, and what we came to find was like we have this amazing fellowship and it's really beautiful like we have this amazing fellowship of friends and 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 these support systems a lot of us have these like really sordid histories whatever they are and so you know without segueing really hard what we would say is that what we hope to do is kind of ask you you know what are some really tough things that you've gone through and and so i sort of know some of those but i think it's best that you sort of bring to me like something tough and, and you talked about a breakup that you've dealt with and so we can kind of get into how you overcame it. And so here you are. I hear your life. I hear that you had great parents. I hear that you have an amazing sister. I mean, if you just listen to your sister, you'd probably do, be doing really well, to be quite honest. But here you are. And you, and you said you were the, you fell, you fell from grace. And I think it would be important to tell our listeners maybe what was that fall from grace? What, do you, what have you been through? What was the precipice for us bringing you here? You know, like what, what stands out to you when I say that stuff, man, only one thing comes to mind, Mm -hmm. you know, and I hate to keep coming back to this because like, I feel like, you know, one point in my life pretty much defines the remainder of it. Right. Um, and that's, I mean, that's my own insecurity or whatever, but, uh, you know, when I was 13, man, um, I lost my pops, I guess not I, but our family lost the father. Right. And what had happened was we woke up on a Tuesday on September 11th and we were watching the live news right and we're watching this shit go down and in the, like in that moment we each isolated we were scared we were whatever right and so we're watching this shit unfold not knowing what's going to happen right but pretty much man like everything I can boil it down to man is that moment when I was 13 years old watching that shit happen you know because six months later I was in a park smoking weed with my buddies you know, going to a house party with a bunch of 17 year old girls, yeah. you know, looking for something that would, you know, kind of layer over this life that I didn't want to live. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, instead of, you know, in retrospect, obviously, and, you know, instead of like stepping up and taking it like a man, you know, well, you were 13. Exactly. Well, how'd your sister deal with it? I, I, Still to this day, don't really know. What a crazy situation. So, you know? He was in one of the towers. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He worked there. He went for two days because he got a brand new job. Holy shit. Yeah. He lost He lost his previous job. He got laid off uh, at this mining company, right? Yeah. Three months later, he's stepping into the 91st floor to take up a VP executive job with this insurance company. Wow, man. It's crazy shit. Did you guys, were you out in New York at the time? No, we were all back home. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. He literally, he left on a, he left on Sunday, right? Sunday afternoon, right? He came in, he came to this room. I was, I was in the back room playing video games, man. He came in, touched my head, said goodbye, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was, that was on a Sunday. And then we woke up that Tuesday, watch everything go down. 
Wow, so. man. Okay, and so you say that after that, you sort of turned to weed. Well, I started smoking weed. Yeah, that was that was the first thing. I smoked. So we went to uh, my buddy's like. Uh, we get a ride with one of his friends and we go to this McDonald's man and he's got this genius idea of using a straw wrapper as a joint roll. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, those are that's always fun when you try to make something work. I think I've yeah. used a bubblegum wrapper before. Word? Yeah. We made it happen Couldn't though. Even imagine. Behind the behind the old Harkins. Hell yeah. That's where Aquafina we used to kick bottles, it. Yep. chapsticks. Mm-hmm. I used Hell my yeah. hand once. Just packed it into my fist and then Oh. Flash bong. Oh my god, I could talk about that for a second. Well, let's just no, keep going. Okay, so so you you start smoking weed. Yeah, yeah. Start smoking weed and drinking. Yeah, same time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and what had happened? You know, we went we went to this park. We smoked this joint. Went to this house party. Yeah. Um, and I, dude, I remember we were sitting around this table playing King's Cup. Yeah, I, I know that. 13, it's a drinking man. game. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just like an excuse to get super drunk. Super drunk. Doesn't matter what's in the middle of the cup. You can have wine with orange juice and freaking vodka and yeah. all this other crap in there. And you still got to put it down, right? But I'm sitting around with all these, you know, 16 and 17-year-old kids, man, and just mm-hmm. thinking to myself, like, this is what I was looking for. This is it. Yeah. You know, I've arrived, man. This is what I need. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do from now on, you know? Yeah. And so I did. You just so drank and smoked weed, and then and then that kept going and going and going, do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty damn progressive how progressive what do you mean so i mean for me man in in my own experience man it it took like it took like six or seven years but you know after you know six or seven years of having fun Mm -hmm. partying you know being around people you love to be around it turns into this thing where it's a need it's it's a internal desire it's a craving every moment that you don't have it you know what I mean? And it turns into things like pills. It turns into things like, you know, hallucinogens. It turns into, you know, anything else that could take me deeper, that could take me further, you know? I, and this is, and so I've heard a lot of stories about people abusing drugs. And in my mind, it's always, you know, I, I, I struggle with, you know, because you started using it. You said you were going through this horrible thing. And then at some point you're continuing to use drugs and alcohol. And then I, I can't help but assume like, these consequences start happening to your, to you and to your family life and things like that. When do you realize like, well, this isn't working, you know, this isn't working out. Like this isn't helping the situation anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. No kidding. Well, and, and, and I'm just asking sort of, you know, that some of the consequences that happen, it's like, why didn't you stop? Why didn't you stop using drugs? Dude, it came to a point where that's all I really knew. Yeah. You know, uh, it came to a point where, you know, it worked for so long and I, I was, I was just kind of, that was the only thing I knew. Yeah. You know, um, I hadn't learned how to cope. I hadn't learned how to talk about stuff. I didn't learn how to wow. keep a job or keep a relationship going. Okay. You know, cause I hadn't put in the effort to do any of that stuff. Um, and like, it's, it's really all I knew, man. But like the tank was running dry. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. But, so what was the, what was the aggregate that got that? I mean, so here's what I know about Bird. I know that you're not currently using drugs. Word. What do you think was the aggregate of that change for you personally? The breaking point. Yeah, sure. Maybe the breaking point. The the life that I was living, man, was uh it was it was dismal in my own eyes, right? I had come to the point where I'd I'd got sick of digging my own grave. Okay. Well, that's a met. Well, was a metaphor. For what, what did your life look like? Where were you living? I was living in my mom's second house. Oh, not big, paying her rent. Yeah, that's big status. Like, yeah, straight up. This this sixty year old, old house, how, right? just dilapidated, like fucking shack. So we're heavy. on the precipice of change. How old were you at the time? I was twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. So you. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So at twenty three years old, you're living with your mom. Living with well, living with my roommates, man, in my mom's old house, right? not paying her rent because I can always, I can always manipulate her into getting you, that free shit. Right? So when your friends came by, you were like, Hey, this is my house. <laughs> Straight up. I run this. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. And they're looking at me like, look at this asshole right here. Right. And you're like, you, can, I mean, you can leave my house if you talk to me like that. <laughs> this is the bird's den. Welcome to the bird's nest, motherfucker. <laughs> you're my house. <laughs> the funny, dude, the funny part is, dude, I would, 
I'd be asking him for money, man. I'd be asking to bum him money. You know, yeah, they need to pay rent. Like give me rides and shit like that. Yeah, my truck was wrecked. Absolutely. You know. Okay. Um, and yeah, man, I was I was making weekly runs to grocery stores, filling up carts and walking out, stealing. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, we're I mean, you know, steaks, uh, oils, be careful, man. Fries, booze, fries grocery like store. That. He's here. We've got him. <laughs> We've caught him. I'll be I'll be in Mexico. Come find me. Yeah. So I, you know. That's how I was surviving, man. Yeah. I was a buddy of mine that I was living with was was pushing pills, right? Um, a buddy before that had, uh, you know, he was he was selling weed, he was selling pills, that kind of stuff. So I was kind of just riding, you know, piggybacking his business, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some grace of God, man, I was still enrolled in school, and that was like my last ditch effort. Even though I was waking up every single morning to this shitty little dark room yeah looking in my mirror and absolutely dreading the person on the other side Mm. right um every morning with with a semi-sober mind just running through all the hearts that i've broken all the people that i've stolen from all the all the relationships that i've burned down you know um and when that last ditch effort was taken out from under me man it just all fell apart you know Mm -hmm. and that was like all my eggs were in that basket Right. But everything else was absolutely disgusting. So when that got taken from me, I just, I just cracked. Yeah. I cracked. You know, what were you going for school for? So I was in an undergrad degree. My fourth year in, I was a 1.6 and crushing it, just Mm. killing it. Third, third, actual third degree that I'd been enrolled in. And this was like the bottom of the barrel, right? Because they were just sick of fucking re enrolling me. Um, So I was going for a bachelor's degree and, and it was like one, one to two classes a semester. That's about all I can handle. Right. Cause anything else, man, I just, I didn't have the time to go cause I couldn't drink in school. Right. Yeah. Or at least I couldn't drink in the classes that I was going to. Right. Yeah. Um, so I had, I had to make sure that I can get fucked up. Mm-hmm. Right. So I couldn't be in class if I couldn't get fucked up. Yeah. That's a big waste of time. Yeah. I can't be going to school. Why would I want an education, man? I got a drink. <laughs> that makes sense. So, and then, and then you said that was kind of swiped out for me and then you just, it just hits you like a, a ton of bricks one day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no uh, kidding. Like 23 years old, 23 years old, man. When like everybody else out there is like, they'll get, they'll get fucked up, man. They'll go party. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They'll go have some fun. And then like Monday hits and they're like, all right, man, I got to hit the books again. You know, right. I'm sitting there on a Tuesday afternoon, ironically, another Tuesday afternoon, man with a bottle of whiskey in my right hand and a bloody knuckle in my left. I'm just, I'm actually hitting a ton of bricks. Yeah. You know, crying hysterically like a little girl, man, you know, not knowing what to do with my life. My roommates were trying to like see how I was doing and I'd fucking scare them off, you know, run them off. Um, and I just knew at that point, like this has got to stop. So what did you do? Did you go to a hospital? The only person I knew who to call was, a, a friend of one of my, uh, you know, family friends, man, um, secretly, like I didn't know, but you know, my best friend, his father had been what, 20, 20 something years sober at this point. Right. Uh, he had sent, uh, a buddy of his to come pick me up. Right. So I called him, he sent his buddy to come pick me up and this dude picks me up. He throws the booze. He takes me to a church of all freaking places and I'm sitting there <laughs> crying. That's dude. where you needed to go. Yeah, no shit. I needed some God. Of all man. places. That's exactly where we're going. We're going to a church. Straight I don't up. care what religion it is. You're going. Oh, man. Save my soul, Jeebus. That's what you need. Straight up. Okay, and, and so you go to this church, and then and then it was just like a relief. Well, and he's sitting me down, and he's telling me, you know, what I'm doing, you know. He's sitting down and telling me, you know, this is this is what's going wrong and you need to change this, Mm -hmm. you know? And he's basically analyzing me, man. This guy, you know, had, had no psychological certificates or PhDs or not a clinician, just a guy, right? Just a freaking guy. But he knew exactly where I was. That's right. You know? Yeah. So, and, and I could vibe with that. You know, the guy was telling me his own pain, his own suffering. And it's just like, that's where I am. Mm -hmm. You know where I am. I fucking believe you. Yep. You know? Mm hmm. And so. then boom, then he put you on what, like an action plan, huh? Yeah. And it, a week later, man, I was checking into my first, um, treatment center. 
Nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're plugging treatment centers, baby. <laughs> Bring in insurance cards. We got them. Um, we're just joking about that. We don't. No, access, BSP, APCS, <laughs> not, whatever not you got, yet, man. We're not opposed to it. We're working on it, though. Last week out. Actually, that's a really good name for a treatment center. Holy smokes. <laughs> First weekend. Whoa, divine first, intervention. First pivot, weekend. baby. Last Life's all about pivots. Weekend. First weekend. Last week out the detox. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And so now, so life today and, and, and kind of, you know, for me and some of the stories I've heard, and that's something beautiful. Thank you so much for opening up with us. And when I hear people kind of tell me about, it's like everyone's been through something. You know, everyone's been through something. You, you talk to some people and you're just like, holy shit, man. You know, because I can remember watching uh, 9-11 happen. I was at school. I was in algebra class. And I just remember being, I I mean, when you're a kid, it's just so, you were so resilient. And obviously, I didn't even have one thousandth of the experience or attachment to it that you did. But I remember being angry. And I've had these things in my life also, you know. And and what I hear, though, is that you turn turn to alcohol, you turn to these, and it's like, well, that's not a solution. That's no solution. And, and you said okay you you did this for a long time and and then this happened and that happened it's like well for some people i I think what would be important to hear is like what are you doing now like is there a solution i mean it's like you kind of a testament that stuff to the pain that you were going through when your dad passed it's like okay well what about grief now what about the next person that passes you're gonna start drinking again oh hell no okay (laughs) Well, what's different know, though? Man. Like, what's different? How? How? What do you do now? What do normal people do? Dude, the biggest grief in my life today, I'd say, is probably being a vegan and getting cheese on a burger. That is on a rough. Black bean burger. Is that you know rough? What I'm saying? When I specifically asked for no cheese. All right, you brought me cheese on my burger. I want to speak to your manager. That's like the biggest grief of my life today. It's well, do vegans? Blessing, I mean, I guess I guess it's the caliber of vegan, but do you just take it off? I mean, if I ask for no tomatoes, tomatoes come. I just take it off. I don't. Th- I don't take the burger back. I, I will say I eat the cheese. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh, you disgusting monster! Vegan. It's really no. hard to take melted cheese off of a burger. Oh wow, yeah, whatever, dude. I've Man, done harder than that. You just some, scrape it off with a fork. Yeah, hell yeah. Don't be silly. Yeah, no big deal. No harm, no foul. Some but, people won't even like eat food made in the same room as cheese you what, I mean? okay okay past that though much. what what do you do now what do you do how do you deal with this stuff what, what does the life look like the grief, the grief? <laughs> the grief man oh dude i gotta say these days man outlets for that mm-hmm. are not they're not only like more wholesome and more just i guess you could say but like they're they're more healthy for me you know what i'm saying uh, the outlets that I use today, man, I go to people, man, I open up, I tell them exactly what's going on. Dude, when I was, you know, back when I was drinking, man, it was like, I, I just bottle that shit up. Yeah, just I pack it down. down there like an overflow trash can. You just get your fucking foot yeah. in there and just oh, push yeah. it down. Just a fucking compactor, man. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, that was the way I dealt with it. But these days it's, uh, you know, if it, like if shit is really going down, like especially with this breakup, right? Um. You know, and I was picturing myself going going a long way with this girl, but you know, when when I left her, man, the the first thing that I went to was somebody like that guy that had picked me up that day, someone that had been through that pain. So helping you know? somebody, and that's what I seek today. Yeah, I look for somebody that's that's experienced that. Okay, you know, no matter what it is, man, and and if I can know their pain, and they can know my pain, and they can know that suffering, they can know that grief. Ooh, the power of community, baby. Dude. We here like together. Spiritual or we're all in this here, together, man. guys. I need your fucking help. Kumbaya. Oh, fucking right, dude. I'll hold hands with anybody, dude. Seriously. Well, that's I'll really beautiful, dude. That's really, really beautiful what you're telling me. So you're reaching out to people. You're talking to people. Yeah, man. And then you were talking about giving back in your community and volunteering and doing things like that. And and that I would say, you know, outside of it's a, how do you even prioritize that? I mean, I I uh I have a wife. I got a baby coming. I got a business. Cool. I got a job. I got friends. Fuck, I, I do. Did I say I have you a got job? A podcast. Yeah, no. We got this fucking podcast that takes up my whole life. I'm just joking. Yeah. I do the least. I just show up and talk. And so, as far as it goes for you, is that, you know, I, I, and for me, I would say this is at the end of the day, I have all these things going on, but I'm this right? Like I know I have to have that. I'm this thing, right? And for me, it's like, okay, I have to be a man of good character. 
You know, I can't be something finite. If it's something finite for me, it's like, fuck, my fucking wife's going to leave me. I know it, man. I, I just walk around and I see all these relationships ending and I'm having a kid and like, what if the kid passes? I don't know it's dark to say, but I do think about these things. I'm a fucked up person. It's real. No, I'm just saying. And so for me, it's like, what, what, who am I? What am I at the end of the day? And, and for me, it's like, I, I gotta be a man of good character. And I, I fall from that, but I, I think that's kind of like a exercise, you know, it's like, okay, that's who I am because my job, fuck, my job's going to suck, you know, or this is going to suck sometimes. And, and if I define myself by that, it just gets really painful. So for you, it's like, what, who are you? What defines yeah. you today? What was yeah, yeah. your, what is your character traits? Well, it's a, dude, that's definitely a good reminder uh-huh. to, to kind of overlook, you know, all these things on the outside that we can easily identify ourselves with, man. Right. And, and real quick, I, I, I definitely relate with the dark thoughts, man. Pretty much every time I drive on a freeway, I think about driving off the edge of the bridge. You know what I'm saying? Fucking or right. Some fucked up car crash. My therapist will be like, "Are you thinking about shit. killing yourself?" You're like, "No." She's like, "Have you ever?" You're like, "Yeah." Fuck yeah. I don't even know why. It's not like I'm suicidal at all, but sometimes I'm just like, "What if I just crash this car?" Is it's, that too dark? I'm so sorry. It's not even real either. It's, it's <laughs> not like I'm going to go do this. It's just like, yo, what if this happens? That'd yeah, dude, so if cool. you can go to jail for the things that you think about, I'd be I'd be buried oh, alive, yeah. dude. I think of Multiple some, life senses. What's wrong with me? I sometimes hear that. I think about that. I, I talked to my wife about that not too long ago. We were talking about, you know, the differences between men and women. I was just like, calm down, calm down. Don't get mad oh. at me about this. Oh, calm down, everybody. <laughs> but my, my wife and me were talking and I was like, do you ever just think like every room I go into, I'm like, you know, what if someone comes in here and perpetrates this room? Figures me out. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, no, 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 they come in with a gun. What am I going to do? And I'm thinking about what I'm going to throw at them. Like, I'm a fucking ninja <laughs> constantly in my head, dude. Straight up. Yeah? Straight up. Is that a guy thing? Chad, or Chad David, what, what about you guys? You guys think about that stuff? I think about Silence. it constantly. I was at a comedy show last night, and the first thing I did is looked for all the exits because my mind was like, it, this place is so packed that if something bad happens, like... People are going to get trampled. And I was with my mom and I was like, my mom has a bad back. Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to somehow. You're going to carry her. You're going to carry her while gonna, kicking ass. I'm going to punch people to get out of her way. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. I was like, mom, let's sit, over there, uh, let's sit over there by the exit. That was my first thought walking <laughs> into the show. David, what about you? What know. about you? If, it, like if it's my time, then it's my time. Wow. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not scoping the exits and worrying you, about dude. what I'm going to throw He's at He's on another level, man. Yeah, no, that's a level of serenity. No, I think everybody's different, but I just it's a kind of reoccurring theme for me is like this like sort of primal thought in my head that I'm going to have to like do some sort of I don't know violent action some kung fu man. I don't know I'm, I think about matrix shit I think about you know like somebody comes up behind some big ass like 300 pound dude is going to like choke hold me and I'm somehow going to flip him over my shoulder and break his arm at the same time do you, you know do any saying? karate do you know anything no like hell no any, man any I got martial like four arts? fights in my life you know what I'm me saying me too man There'd Only no way I could pull that shit I've off. lost most of them too I cry oh, after yeah. all of them oh yeah but I think I'm tough I'm a lover not a fighter that's what I say because I just don't that's want I just because if I was a fighter I'd be a terrible fighter so I better be a lover to be quite honest, man, that's crazy. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. David, can you make that happen for us? Absolutely. All right, let's do that. All right, let's take a break here. And we back, and we back, and we back. Okay, so we are back, and we wanted to just kind of open fun. up with our viewers. Yeah, so we took a break. Basically, what we did was we smoked a bunch of nicotine with Bird. Bird brought a bunch of nicotine for us. So thank you, Bird. Shameless plug. Shameless plug, East City, Tempe. Chad Chad okay. opened up that he's a bit nervous. Chad, you want to open up about your nervousness? Maybe uh, shake it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me sh- let me just let me air it out just a little bit here. Or um, yeah, I was extremely nervous, and then when Bird told us the story about his his faja, I immediately just was in just so much awe, and just like kind of like speechless also because what what a tough experience, man. Horrid. And it's like it's like you don't you're never given you're never given like a handbook like hey if your dad dies in an act of terrorism on the on the country what do you do right you no know shit. and like your story of like how you tried to cope with it and where your life's at today is, was just, I mean, I cried, I cried. 
He 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 just sat here, but he might have cried a little bit. I don't I, know. That, I, don't I was, was quiet there. the entire time because I was sobbing like a little girl. You can hear a baby violin playing. It was so bad. Well, and anybody who listened to this, give us a break. I mean, we're figuring this thing out. We have no idea what we did. We all we did was argue during the break about what music we could play or not play because we have no idea what we're doing. This is beautiful. What a beautiful experience. And again, Bird, thank you for coming on and, and kind of feeling us out. And I'm sure if you came on in a year from now, we're going to be fucking veterans. You know, we don't know what we're doing. And, or we're going to sound giggity. exactly the same. Exactly the same. Who knows? <laughs> Chad I mean, will I still know. be nervous. I'll still, I'll still be nervous, which is really weird because I'm not a nervous individual. No, not at all. So it's, it's always fun to see people out of their normal positions and say in a new disposition. But I would urge us now to kind of go through and we have this segment that we thought of that we think is just wonderful oh my goodness and it's called unsolicited advice mm. and basically my what we're kind. oh my god i fucking love it dude i love when people give me advice that i don't ask for and so what we want to do is kind of just take what bird has given us and kind of i guess synthesizes his little synapses little synapses for the boys and the ladies that's Listen. a big word. I know. God. And if you and if you have anything that you want unsolicited advice, you can DM us on Instagram at last week out, or you can email us the last week out at Gmail. Again, DM us on Instagram last week out or email us on Gmail the last week out at Gmail. Perfect. If you want some of that unsolicited advice. Mm. Okay, I'll and so solicit your advice. <laughs> so here's what I would basically here's what I want to say is, Bert shared with us a story about going through grief, and for me, I'm listening to it, and I'm listening to him turning to drugs and turning to alcohol and doing these things, and so um, turning to lube and dildos, mm. lube and dildos, yeah, mm. tender man. We Glory holes. Wait, but didn't go over that. I think basically what I heard was that that was last week. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, wrong, wrong you, guys, podcast. you guys will never have to listen to last week's they, and just thank god for that because all we did was talk about dicks i don't know how that happened i, I we just slide we digress really easily but i think eh, it's not the worst thing what else is there to talk about yeah that's true so what i heard bird talk about was his grief and and turning to alcohol and turning to drugs but for me i think what i heard was the importance of your community and talking to people about what's going on. And then even more than that is, is taking advice and utilizing your support systems around you. Cause I mean, we have this fucking amazing community. It's, it's like, sometimes I think I'm the only person going through whatever the fuck I'm going through. Or, or even when we were talking about that silly shit about how I think about just if a shooter comes in and what I'm going to do, it's like, you know, I keep that stuff to myself. I don't even know why. And then I talk to someone about it and they're like, yeah, dude, I think about that. I'm like, fuck, thank God. For real. Thank God I'm not a stark raving lunatic, you know, and just talking to people. And so what I hear you saying is the importance, you know, it's over anyone who loses. just like fucking talk to somebody, man. Tell them what the fuck you're thinking. And if you don't have friends that you can tell, what the fuck you're actually thinking like the depraved stark raving shit because you're too worried that they're gonna like air you out on social media it's like get better fucking friends dude. straight up get better fucking friends no I, true words have ever been jesus said. christ if i'm if you're gonna fucking judge me like chad fucking judges me for not finishing my food every single fucking day chad tell him about it okay then this is a really touchy subject <laughs> okay it's a fucking every, bad friend, dude. Every time we eat somewhere, every time, Anthony leaves an enormous amount of food left on his plate. I we're talking a second meal, huh? We're talking... I don't eat leftovers. He doesn't eat leftovers. Ooh. He pays for it. I don't believe in leftovers. It. It's, a, going, it's, a, it's a waste of... It's a waste of money. You know the real so problem, a, though? Hold on. There, no. I'm not done All yet. All right, you, I'm sorry. I'll be quiet. There's a thing called... It's a very elite club called the Clean Plate Club. It's not real. It is real, and Anthony does not belong to it. Oh, and no. that's really all I have to say about well, it. It's here's, frustrating. Well, I'm like president and CEO of this club, man. You Are you really? Plates. You finish it every time? I, I might as well be licking my plates. I think it's I'm a, notorious for those. Yo, yeah, I'll take my. I will take you know my finger saying? and take whatever residue is left on the plate, and then. Damn right, mm -hmm. it's precious calories right there. I think Chad's just mad. Chad's Chad's a vegan. For those of you who don't know, I know we went a whole hour oh on a podcast without him letting you guys know we were vegan. It's a fucking. Can we get a round of applause, David? <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's the first. Can we get a round of applause for him, David? 
Thank you. God, fucking good job, Chad. So proud to know Chad. Oh, my God. I, I was I'm, wondering if we're going to get through the whole podcast without them knowing. But what I think the problem uh, is, is Chad used to finish. Like, Chad would literally be touching my food before I got before I was done with it. And now he's just fucking mad, man. Just fucking mad. But no, in the unsolicited advice, what I'm getting at is is we got good fucking friends, man. And that's not I, I would say that's a, a little bit of grace, but also I would say that's so important to people. It's like talk to your friends. And if they're not good enough, find better friends. For God's sake, that's my bit of unsolicited advice for, for anybody listening, okay? So uh, I'm gonna pass it over to to uh Chad Chad, you wanna give some unsolicited advice here? What do we give an unsolicited advice about? About what Bird talked about. God about damn his it. breakup? About anything. About what do anything? you take from it, dude? What do I take? And give from? it to the audience. Fucking turn his conversation into an idea that you can pass on to the world. They didn't oh. ask for it, but you're gonna fucking give I'm it. Gonna to go him. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and just give it to you. Uh huh. Okay. So one of my favorite unsolicited advice things to give to anybody is like when they're going through something, I say congratulations. And I say, welcome to Ooh. growth, right? And I heard someone else say that, not an original thought, but I relate with that mm. because it's in those moments in my life where I'm going through an immense amount of pain and I, and I, and I can't turn to, to any kind of substance or any kind of material possession that's going to make me feel better. Which you might I, try to. But I, I definitely try to, Absolutely. Because it's harder to be transparent and it's harder, it's more difficult to, to be transparent with somebody and to say what's going on in my head and to take that advice because I think I know what's best for me when really I don't know anything. But I still I, smell like Similac. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good drop. Yo, that, I mean, that's cool though, man, because do we... I'm, the go-to when you're going through something shitty or, you know, you're going through a breakup, you lose your job, you're, you're you know, sleeping on somebody's couch or whatever the deal is, man. Like, the first thing you go to to think about is poor me, poor me, mm-hmm. right? This mm-hmm. rain cloud effect, you know what I mean? Like, someone like you that, someone approaches you with something like that and you're like, fuck yeah, that's cool. You want to know why? Because now you're going to grow from that. That's an opportunity to become a better man, a better woman, a better person in general. You know, you just don't think about it that way most of the time. So that's fucking cool. Yeah, that is good advice, Chad. I think that was fucking, fucking round of applause. Standing over, standing over from me, dude. Standing over from me. All right, and then Bird, do you have? Do you want to sort of take your little talk that we had, condense it into something that you can just fucking package and give to somebody? Never underestimate yourself, ever. Holy shit! Calm down, Tony Robbins. No, seriously, no. Keep going. I'm sorry. I'm not making. So, that. so I've got a, uh, I've got a uh, show coming up. If you want to go to my seminars, uh, it'll be Andrew. But no, I'm, I'm totally <laughs> kidding. The fucking all right. So, mo- most of my life, dude. Even even up into the years where I owned this business, right? Mm-hmm. I completely underestimated myself. I completely shot down my ability. I completely, um, you know, discredited my intelligence. Um, my creativity my innovation my my work ethic you know what i'm saying and here's the thing is like it's not like i'm different than anybody else man i'm made of the same sack of flesh and bones as everybody else on the planet um i just consider the awareness of one's own beauty one's own ability and unlimited potential to be untapped unless one is able to penetrate that right like we're all the same but if you think about it dude there's there's people that go to the top they hit the one percent they make you know the the biggest impacts we've seen like oprah like tony robbins like like people like that but to be honest those are the same people as you and me you know so i never i try to never underestimate myself i always try to give myself that credit you know and that's really interesting that you said that because those are all the things I did to myself when this podcast started, when we started recording. I <laughs> like 45 minutes ago, you 40, were just sitting 45 in 45 minutes ago, I was sitting in this like, I am unintelligent mm-hmm. and I am not capable of doing this thing, God. you know, and I just well, I still smell like Similac. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. I'm very young. I was born in the 90s, therefore, and I don't even know how I won the Guess That Tune game being born in the 90s because I'm surrounded by a bunch of uh, AARP members. Um, 
We're in our 30s. I take pride in that. We're in our 30s, so our listeners are going to be very I drink Simulac, so. But yeah, that, that's where I was, man. And, and, and what's really interesting as well is that, that I just went through that, but we took the break. I became transparent. I became transparent with you guys. Now, all of a sudden, I'm loosey-goosey. Loosey-goosey, Now, baby. all of a sudden, I feel capable, and I, and I feel like I'm able to... To provide or not provide, but to give back to the podcast and give just back to the in listeners. time because we're almost out of time. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, no, I I think it's beautiful. David, uh, David is our our amazing sound guy. He keeps us on track pretty much. Oof. And pretty much what he does the entire time is makes us lets us know what time it is. He pulls up things on the website for us to reference, and he's just I I call him the captain. Chad doesn't like it very much, but I'm going to keep that going. But David, do you have anything that you want to wrap this up with? Do you have anything you'd like to say? Really? Uh, all I got is... Uh, I still smell like Similac. Thank you. <laughs> and just, uh, just a quick reminder to everybody. Um, please follow at uh, CCR on Instagram. Follow Last Week Out. Again, mm-hmm. if you have anything any adv- un- if you have anything you need advice on that is the of the unsolicited nature, please DM us. Um, at last week out on Instagram or email us the last week out at Gmail and you can follow Bird. Bird, where can they follow you? What do you got going on? What's what's your business like? What's going on with that? Yeah, like, how plug can that we shit. Follow you? Plug, oh plug baby, East Lake City Tempe, sixteen rural, eastlakecityaz.com. Come find us on Instagram. And what are you guys working with there? Man. What do you guys got? Vape Dude, juice. We we get you to quit smoking and live a life free of the the cancer sticks that is our main goal it's y'all also got, a really good cbd y'all <laughs> cbd yeah do you guys CBD. sell cbd yeah we, we sell a little more on the side no no we don't sell any cbd we keep it real also uh, don't you have a pool table and a n64 hookup dude for real uh, like primarily these days like if you just need a place to decompress and hang around with some with some kick-ass people man that's like the place to go what's the next business Ooh. That's a good. That's a good question. You know, I'm looking at manufacturing distribution of uh, of vape juice. Yeah. Okay, so you're taking it, expanding it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm actually looking at a master's degree, so we'll see where that takes me. You said manufacturing and distribution, and I immediately thought of <laughs> methamphetamines. <laughs> I was like, Bird, you can't say things. Dude, like I just sell it, man. I don't smoke it. All right. We digress. <laughs> all right. Well, again, Bird, thank you so much for coming on. We hope to have you back on eventually. And I hope that you guys had a good time. And thank you, everyone, for for giving us a listen. And we'll see you guys next week. I think we have an amazing uh, guest. I think it's going to be Danny. Danny might not know. Danny Habitaeus? Habitaeus. Habitaeus. Awesome. And so, like Chad said, it is... It is unsolicited advice, but if you send something, we you're soliciting it. But also, any, if, any questions that you have for Danny, any questions that you have for us, anything like that, please send in and we will read them. And if you like this intro and outro music, it's by uh, a good friend of ours, Devin Hancock. You can follow him at Devin J. Hancock on Instagram. He is a music producer and uh, audio engineer. He's got great stuff. So please follow him, dope. follow the podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week.